Wrapping your self-esteem up into subscribers or followers is going to be the ultimate demise of 99% of people that are listening to this content. Are you putting out entertainment or are you putting out education? Because 90% of people are putting out selfish content. Do you think about the audience first or don't you? This is the Gary V Audio Experience. First off, thank you so much for having me. I know how busy you are. Uh, you've literally changed our lives, my family's lives, and so many people around me. Read your book in 2009, 2010-ish, and uh, just like changed it. It's crazy what, cru- you know, it's funny, as you were yeah. talking, I'm like yeah. thinking, I, obviously I know what crush it meant to you, and like just so many other people, and like people are, it's so crazy how much of that book played out. Oh yeah, it's, it's nuts. I, somebody hit me up, like, you know, you've cut, and even, for, even as fresh as this book is yeah. for you, there's so much in here that you've kind of forgotten that yeah. you actually said it that way or in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. said a quote on Twitter and I was like, that's super smart and I liked it. And uh, and a guy said, Gary Vee, you like your own shit? And I was like, what? And he's like, that's your quote from Crush It. I was like, oh, fuck, no, wonder, no wonder I thought it was smart. Yeah, and so I'll tell you, it influenced me so much that that was like the standard for me. So I was like, if, if I was gonna write something, I wanted to write something that helps people the way Crush It helped me. And that's another reason why we went so niche with yeah. just YouTube versus yeah. video influencers. And I'll tell you just between us, like Please. personally, um, if we could have, we would have called it um, Crushing It on YouTube. Like literally, that was our influence and our motivation and inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's why it took us so long to write it, four years, because we didn't want to just put our experiences, which combined was about a decade by the time we finished it, as you know, including yourself, we yep. interviewed a hundred plus other influencers. And we're not just talking like people like yourself or Casey Neistat or like big superstars that um, you know we kind of grew up with over the last decade, but even like niche entrepreneurs, uh, small business people using the platform more as a utility, like a marketing uh, tool, yep. rather than being like a YouTuber or an influencer. So like taking all that and how do you write a book that if whether you're a new person that has zero subscribers, or say you've been like kind of struggling with it, or maybe like you're an established influencer that's a little stagnant. What would like give you that boost of confidence, like inspiration, just like Crush It did for sure. us? So I'll tell you, that's what took us so long, and plus we were still hustling. What's really important to me, I'm sure that uh, this is for you. I already know it is. Being in the trenches is really important, and like actually doing what you're talking about. Because we didn't want to be a YouTube expert for the sake of being an expert. We wanted to be a YouTube expert based on our experiences. If somebody rolls up on you, you know it's funny, YouTube is the one channel that I've never, like my relationship with YouTube is actually remarkable to me considering how early I, like I was literally, there's a real shot I was producing the first long form YouTube content. Yeah. For real. Uh, Or something, that's not true because Zay Frank and those things were long. But like, it, I was early as fuck. Then I did the Viddler thing. But even now, in my new version of myself over the last three years where a lot has happened, because I always think about like 11 to 14, or, or, or yeah, like 11 to 15 as the years where like I was really head down building the foundation of Vayner, but like 15 to like now, I kind of re-emerged content-wise. Sure. YouTube, YouTube continues though to be the place where unlike if some, when people ask me, like, am, am I a social media expert? I'm like, look, I really, really, really know my shit. But no question, YouTube is the one place that I know that I'm not even in the game compared to my friends that are in it who really live there. 
Because back to dirt, I dominate in the places that I do the work. The reason I'm great at Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, these are the places I'm in. You know, YouTube now with the new app like from a year ago, I can do more community management, but the uploading of, I don't do that like I do everywhere else because it just, it's, it takes too much time. It's not what I'm doing. Just a general fun question for me, and this is obviously a very arbitrary number, but I'm dying to ask you this. Thumbnail title. Yes. As just a fun question for me, yeah. this is a question for me, yeah, yeah. as somebody who I know is in the trenches, for kicks and giggles, and I know that there's plenty of other influencers, the case, the real, I know that one guy that does a great job with thumbnail, what's that? Mr. Beast, yeah, he's a kid, good kid. He hits, every time I bring this up, he's probably gonna see this and DM me. He's always offering to help and I like hate asking for help. He's a nice kid. Thumb, like just net score, and I know there's so, people ask me all the time for net scores, I'm like, no, there's 800 nuances, but for fun. Net score, what percentage of importance of growth and success of your videos comes down to thumbnail and title? I'd say 60% title, 40% thumbnail, and I'll tell you. I apologize. Not amongst themselves, macro. Oh, okay. Forget about, I'm talking about, so for example, one thing that I'm very passionate about is search engine behavior on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I make a video about Halloween, I just saw there, you used Halloween as an example in Google Trends, right? That's exactly right. Literally when I was doing this and I just saw the Halloween trap, I'm like, man, I would dominate if YouTube was my main thing because what I'm really good at is knowing what culture's about to like. Like I would've made 17 videos about slime marketing four years ago and like would be dominating now, right? I'm so glad that you clarified that because that was a tough uh, question to answer and I'll tell you why. Because if you're like comparing it macro to everything that goes into everything. a video, everything. In the macro macro, in the macro just it, title and headline. So what I'm saying is you're awesome yep. at title and headline but you're not awesome at anything else, what kind of impact it has or in the seven rules of engagement to dominate, obviously first being deliberate content that's quality to enough people yeah. that people give a fuck, but after that, the nuances. It's, it's like this, 15% thumbnail, uh, 20% title, and everything else content. YouTube's what about making content knowing that the world's about to care about those kind of things in three months? Like if you know, I'll give you, perfect, Caleb's wearing a, a denim jacket. Yeah. Like that has been what dudes have now done for about, I think it's about 15 months. It feels like 18 months maybe, maybe even 24. But like prior to that, you didn't see dudes wear denim jackets for years, yeah. right? It became a fashion trend that was acceptable for guys to do, right? Cut jeans started happening like five years ago with women and then like four years ago or three and a half with men. Like if you actually know cultural trends, yeah. if you start making, if you have an all-encompassing blog, like you could start making content around things that you know are emerging, mm-hmm. right? I think it's something I'm very good at, right? Yeah. Um, how much of culture anticipation do you think plays into it? I think it's, it's enormous and it's so competitive now, right? It's not like as black and white as before. Like psychology is a huge part of it. You know, with titles, especially the way we teach it, is YouTube is a search engine, right? People, 100%. exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. If you just the under, end. if you just understand that, but people, when they're deciding one video to the other, psychology will dominate, right? Because people are, you know, tend to lean to negativity or emotion. So the reason I bring that up and even with your culture. So when you just said that, are you saying, I actually don't even know this. Are you saying that people gravitate more towards negativity than positivity? 
Absolutely. I, I so understand that. It's unfortunate. That. It's unfortunate. It's actually the best thing I've heard all day, oh, all, all oh. year. I'll tell you why. It makes me so proud of how much of a line in the sand I've stayed yeah. in positivity, oh. subconsciously knowing that it limits my upside. And so, by the way, it's even when people take shots at me. Yeah. Right now, it's pop. Like right now, it's good to take shots at me because I've gotten bigger. Yeah. So it builds your profile. It's just rap. Yeah. These marketers. I know what you're doing. But like, I have no interest in getting down in there because I wish them love and success. Same, same with Sean and I, you know, with Video Influencers, the channel that basically influenced this book and it was for that community. We didn't want to play that temptation game because it's so easy to do that, right? Like you said, negativity or hate or judging people. We really want to bring positive messages, positive people and highlight what is working for people rather than complaining or you know, talking about BS. Dude, like literally 10 of my DMs that I looked at in the last 24 hours were complaining about lack of growth mm-hmm. or algorithm issues. Yeah. Wrapping your self-esteem up into subscribers or yeah. followers is going to be the ultimate demise of 99% of people that are listening to this content. YouTube doesn't actually care about subscribers if your content is great. Now, initially, it definitely uh, affects it because that authority is what the algorithm's looking at and your audience, but that's why content dominates when it comes to the macro of what matters because YouTube's machine is so powerful. Dude, I learned this so blatantly last summer, spring, when we started doing trash talk. Yeah. Like, I did three videos of me garage sailing. We put, re- like, I'm, it's funny. I don't need to dominate on YouTube. I'm excited that it's a hub for me to document my life. Mm-hmm. But right now, after about three years of Daily V, this actually happened a week ago. I texted to uh, DRock, or maybe Caleb, or maybe Andy. I don't know who, the, no, I don't think Caleb because I would have like started with the OGs. Like, I think I hit up Andy and, and DRock and said, week, Weekly V question mark because it was it's really interesting. We didn't do th- well. We did do thumbnails better on Trash Talk. I don't know if we did titles better because we. I still like to like do my thing right where it's like I'll go less for the title. I'll go more for like Trash Talk episode three, the find of the Smurf or whatever. Like uh, content f- wins, man. Totally. But like going back to what you always teach people is this, right? I just watched that episode 79, 21, right? Mm-hmm. You still want to be doing everything you possibly can. And that's the game changer because there's so much competition. People are hungry for this. When I started this with my wife 10 years ago, right? I don't want to say it was easy, but there just wasn't as many voices in the space. But now, you know, I, I spoke at an elementary school not too long ago, right? And I asked, who in here wants to be a YouTuber? 100%. Yep. That is mind blowing, and right? And by the way, that's why YouTube sets itself apart because, by the way, this shirt is because I'm on the parent panel for the YouTube Kids app, right? It's one of the only apps, if you think about it, for kids. And when kids consuming YouTube and they kind of understand like being a YouTuber is this like famous thing, even if that is kind of like superficial, the point being, that's what they're consuming. Bro, people wanted to be pilots because in the 60s, pilots were famous. Yeah. Like, like I love that people are judging vlogging as like this bad, people always chase notoriety, awareness. People love love. Yeah. People chase love. And it, and the perception of fame is that it's love. Yeah. It's more complicated than that, which is why a lot of people, once they get a taste, actually back out. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about YouTube, they've actually made it easier for people that aren't tech savvy 
to actually get their message out there because the AI is crazy now. If you put out good content, this is why thumbnail actually kind of loses the title is because even the, the technologies working at YouTube and Google, they know what's in that content. I think for more of a safety reason, but because of it, they know that you're talking about coffee because it captures your voice. You, you talk about voice technology, right? It knows about faces. I mean, one way that they disable comments on all these like kids videos or whatever has to be because they're using technology to pull it out. The, the advancements at the Google level to be able to address some of the current shortcomings that people are like up in arms about, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, now that if everybody has a smartphone, right? Like it's leveling the playing field. So whether, and that was one of my questions for you um, is, uh, and I'll talk about that, I'll ask you in a second, but the point is, you know, I come from like a small community that was a farming community north of Seattle. You're here in Manhattan, right? You can be anywhere in the world and use a platform, again, that's free, that's search-based, two billion people. What happens if the other four billion start searching? February 21st, 2006 was when I made my first YouTube video mm -hmm. in New Jersey in a liquor store. Like, of course. If you understand that concept that people are literally searching everything and then secondly, that there's this new generation consuming content at a way that we can't even fathom. You, I mean, you talk about observing people, right? I observe my kids. I observe other people's kids. Now, I always try to like uh, minimize how much they're actually consuming, but still, like wow. if I give a... Well, because there's other things that I value in life, like going outside, I garden with them, you know, I come inside, we cook. But the point is, if they had the opportunity, they would consume for eight hours straight. Of course. Because they love it. That's They're like the human brain wants information. So putting reading a book on a pedestal and watching a YouTube video uh, uh, in the gutter is the most laughable thing of all time. That's what sets YouTube apart Every from everything. Every video I put out every day for free is better than 99% of the bullshit books that are written a year. Most people aren't looking at Instagram posts. Thank you. <laughs> like, so like the, the, we, we put mediums on pedestals and we always put mediums of the past on a pedestal and we always demonize mediums of the current. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Why is writing a letter nicer than sending a text? I want the content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting pen and paper on a pedestal. This is what's so crazy about Crush It and what's going on with YouTube and technology. You like predicted what was gonna happen and is happening a decade ago and it's more right now than ever before. Like, I'm aware. Your vision is so, and that's why I give you so much dap and so much respect every time I see you because I'm living this. I'm like, what? that's so crazy. Like that, I read that book. I felt like I was looking into the future now with hindsight. And I had that opportunity. Like I, it was a great book that influenced so much that I do, that, that I, I did, but if, I knew what I know now, and I read your book, it would completely change everything. I get it. Because, and that's, again, why YouTube is evergreen, because people look up videos from 10 years ago or five years ago. Instagram, Facebook, I, and I use those platforms, but they're not looking at four years ago. But they could. What's amazing One about- One day, I believe it. Yeah. Right, because their ability to create a front-facing search component is very high. Mm -hmm. We could wake up tomorrow and Facebook could launch fbvideo.com and it looks exactly like Google and you just type in something and you get video. Like the, that's what's amazing about content. Making it populate yeah. in a UI, changing people's behavior is very easy. Yeah. I mean look at LinkedIn. I mean I don't know if you've been hearing lately, I'm sure you're busy in your own shit, but I'm pushing LinkedIn oh, heavy. Sure. The organic, like 
Oh, that LinkedIn is what Facebook kind of was like five, six years ago and what YouTube used to be. And what I love about LinkedIn is it's a niche crowd, right? You want to reach the right crowd that will actually move your business. That's the place to be. But what I love about it is video is so new that everybody that stayed on LinkedIn or like some of these older folks that like just like comfortable being there, they're like, wow, I actually like this video thing. And you know what's so funny? If you ask them about YouTube, they're like, oh, I don't touch that but I'll consume on LinkedIn. What do you got? And what was your question? Oh, it was about completely starting from zero uh, versus somebody that has resources or team or already started building an influence. You know, it's kind of one and the same. Like, it's kind of like back to something we talked about before, which is like making the best thing for the end audience. I have synthesized my thoughts into entertainment and education. That has become very clear to me that either you're doing entertainment or you're doing education. And I actually do think that certain people like myself, when you're doing entertainment and education, you can really get crazy. Um, But that's what I would say. I would say to somebody with resources, a four person team, like look, forget about everything else. Because look, I did all all my content by myself for seven years. People forget that, like oh easy for you to say. I'm like, "Mm." I'm like, you're not, you know, it's that iceberg. Yeah, I'm like, you see me, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, you see me now. I think it's about, are you putting out entertainment or are you putting out education? Because 90% of people are putting out selfish content. Yeah. 90% of people are putting out press releases. Yeah. They, want to, they want you to think something about them. They're making it selfish for themselves. They wanted to go to Maui and surf, so that's the content you're getting. But did that bring you any value? They want you to think they're cool. 90% of the content right now are people acting like PR agents of themselves I'm asking people to look like educators or entertainers. Do you think about the audience first or don't you? Bench parting shots, what do you want? First of all, I want everybody to know YouTube Secrets, uh, search it on Amazon, buy it. This is, there are very few, I mean, this may be the fifth time we've hung out. Like the amount of people that I've hung out with five times is like three. (laughs) There are just very few people that I, you know, obviously you were a very first fast mover on the thesis of Crush It, and then I got to watch from afar it happening for you, and very honestly, like, the, the family vlogging thing, probably the same way I feel about being a personal brand, or like, a vlog, you know, I've had a lot of times being early, like, you know, I'm not sure how many people realize, you know, I don't know, but I know there wasn't a whole lot when you started it, no. um, and now there's a lot more. And there's some really successful shit out there. Yeah. But I'm sure it feels nice to be like early on something so historic. Yeah, I obviously have to give credit to my wife who was originally the YouTube star and I was a businessman behind the scenes and we said, hey, why don't we document our life? Not thinking family vloggers because we weren't even a family yet, right? It just moved into that. Again, vlogging the experience behind the scenes and then everybody saw the dollar signs and the opportunities. For us, it was just like a natural organic thing that made sense. So yeah, it feels good. But also, we just love YouTube. We just feel like that's our home for what we do. And that's why I wrote this, you know, YouTube Secrets, inspired so much by you. Originally, it was going to be titled Video Influencers because video being important across all platforms. But YouTube stands apart because of the question, question. Bench. You know, just even sitting here with you, like I know you super well. Straight up, because I'm actually curious. You're, you're, you're doing something that I like because I do it. And I'm actually going to ask this in a very interesting way. Why do you want this book to sell so well? 
Like, so, like, 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 break down, you know how you did the 65-35? I, I number one reason is I want other people to have the same opportunity that my wife and I got. Yep. Literally, it changed our lives. I mean, Caleb in this room knows, yep. uh, Sean Cannell, the co-author yep. of this. Literally, we come from a small, podunk little town north of Seattle, and we still live there and live a life that I could never imagine. If this book, like Crush It did for us, could get you on a path to success, that would be the most proudest moment of my life. It, if it just changed one person, but what I know is like with the power of YouTube and our YouTube channel, that it's already changing thousands, if not 10,000 people. So then why book? Well, because there's a lot of people that don't take YouTube seriously, right? That still read books, right? We just, by the way, came out with the audiobook. I know there's a lot of people that don't read books, right? Audiobooks. And that's why it doesn't make sense. And that's why we started the YouTube channel because we didn't wait. You get what I'm saying? Like you said, why did it take four years? Well, it actually didn't. Like we were putting that message yeah. out. We interviewed you, 100 yeah. plus other yeah. YouTubers, and we were already helping people on the platform. Yeah. We wanted to reach a, a crowd that wasn't on YouTube. How much, how much are you just naturally competitive and wanted to be successful? Straight up. How much? 5%. Like, but it's fun? Like it's, it's fun? It's 95% hard. Like, do you go every day and look at the Amazon rank? No. Once a week? Once a month, we are. How about in the beginning? Every the, hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sure. day my book comes out is the most fun because I always first. I don't think I've ever hit number one on Amazon. It's a beast. I think three, maybe two. <laughs> well, by the way, you know we're an Amazon bestseller, but we're nowhere near your. No, ranks. that I know. I know. But, but like, I fucking like put my whole YouTube. soul. I forget. This. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate everything you've done for us. So, Guys, buy the book, I promise. If you're doing YouTube, YouTube Secrets, I mean it, I mean it. And if you've been watching the whole time, like you, you know, one of the few things I don't think I bring disproportionate value, even in, the reason I sleep well at night is sometimes people say, Gary, you go so high level, I want tactical advice. I'm like, dude, there's so many people that can do that. You can find that everywhere. And more importantly, I think I'm giving the best tactical advice in the world. It's called watch what I do. The one place I don't have that confidence is YouTube. I do not believe me and my team do that at the top 1% like we do every other platform. So I do think for the people that are watching in my world, this could be valuable. So Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate Talk it. To you. I think our team should fucking need this. Oh yeah. That's the biggest endorsement I can give. <laughs> Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching.